Hey, what is up, everybody, and welcome to Listen Money Matters. I only came here to do two things, man. Kick debt. <laughs> this catchphrase. Kick debt's ass and drink some beer. Looks like we're almost out of beer. Wampa. <laughs> <laughs> nice Duke Nukem reference at Grindelwald719. Thanks for the catchphrase. My name is Thomas Frank, and I'm here, as always, with my good friend, Andrew. Andrew, how are you, and are you still working on that same bomber from three weeks ago? Wait, so, dude, first, I am so impressed that you knew there was a Duke Nukem reference. I thought that, like, predated you. It's like, I'm here to kick ass and chew bubblegum, and I'm all out of gum. <laughs> no, so there was, like, this dingy basement area of my dorm uh, in college and we would go down there and study quote unquote and inevitably what would happen is somebody would pull up the Duke Nukem soundboard and then just start going like I had to bring a broom handle off your ass and stuff like that <laughs> just like start like repeating the quotes over and over again <laughs> and we would get nothing done so and I have played Duke Nukem 3D I think mm. like once or twice nothing like the original but uh, that, that's just me um, but dude, I'm drinking Unearthed by Long Trail. I went down to Killington oh, to do some skiing. One. Yeah, yeah, I do occasionally drink down? five to six beers up, up, up. To, oh, okay, okay. I guess north Wait, would be appropriate. You were in Killington. Matt was in Killington. Mm. I was in Vermont. Like, we're all going to Vermont. It's like the place to go, dude. I know, right? I guess it is. <laughs> it's all the cool kids are going. <clears throat> Anywho, today we're talking about something that I have not done yet. Uh, but you have, mm-hmm. which is getting married, and uh, in particular, getting married on the cheap. And we have uh, Christian, okay, how do I pronounce your last name? Moyn- Moynihan? Moynihan, yeah, good morning. Moynihan, all right, got it, yes. Uh, <laughs> and you are an editor at Broke Ass Bride, the Broke Ass Bride, sorry. Broke Ass Bride. And you also help plan the day of coordination, all the stuff for weddings mm-hmm. uh, for yep. people on the side. So you've got a lot of expertise uh, with weddings and with planning weddings that don't cost an arm and a leg. And I know like that's been one of my primary concerns. Like someday I'm going to get married and I've just heard that if I call a caterer and say I'm going to get married, they're like, okay, please dump your entire bank account (laughs) into mine and we'll bring like four mini cheeseburgers to your wedding or something. So yeah, that's kind of a, that's a common perception and there are certainly some places where that's going to be absolutely true. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it, it is pretty common for you to be like, Oh, wedding. Oh my goodness. All of a sudden everything is quadruple the cost later savings. Um, and that's really unfortunate, but it doesn't have to be that way. Um, basically the only thing that you really need to remember when you're getting married is that you need yourself, your partner, your marriage license and an officiant. And that's it. Everything else is just extra. Mm. And if you really, if you do your research and you think about it and you do it in a way that's really personal to you, you can save an arm and a leg um, and be able to go on a honeymoon and you buy a house and go ski in the Rockies. By the way, from Jackson Hole, you should totally go ski there. (laughs) That's what I've heard. I've heard Jackson Hole is amazing. It's totally, totally where everybody should go and ski at least once because it's amazing. (laughs) So um, is it all backcountry or do they have lifts? No, there's lifts. Um, okay. the, uh, I, it's, it's a huge resort. There's a ridiculous amount of terrain there, but I highly, highly recommend it. And the bar scene is amazing, too. So there's that. That's <laughs> on my list. All right. Do it. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. I feel like I'm getting ahead of myself here. There's all kinds of stuff we can talk about and how to reduce prices. Um, but I guess my one of my fears has always been that, like, the other person will get, like, they won't be on the same page as you like, when it comes to saying they want, like, like, I want the diamond meal. ring and yeah. I want the underwater little mermaid theme. And I don't care that it's going to cost us $15,000. 
In fact, I remember, I think, I feel like I was talking to Laura and she was saying something that, to the effect of like, yeah, $15,000 is thought of as a cheap wedding. It is. And it, then my especially eyeballs New York, fell dude. out. I was <laughs> like, that's a car. So, so the average cost of weddings in um, 2015 was just over $32,000. What? That's like, a, that's like an argument to say like never get married. <laughs> that's what I hear. When you but say you have to remember a wedding and a marriage are kind of separate things, you know? Yeah. Uh, like the marriages marriage- are way more expensive, Thomas. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> probably true. Uh, and they're, they're a little bit more meaningful too, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, marriage is what's going to actually last a lifetime. Your wedding's going to last a day mm. with, you know, months and months of stress preceding it. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, um, so the average cost of a wedding is about $32,000. In places like Manhattan, it's about $86,000, which is ridiculous. Yeah. It's a college education at a private university. Right? <laughs> a really close friend of mine spent uh, over 60 and like mind blown. Like I can't, I don't even think I had that much available to spend on a wedding at that time. I don't think I've ever touched that amount of money cumulatively in my entire life. <laughs> okay, so. Straight up where I live, that's half your house. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I'm totally of the opinion, like, have the wedding that you want, whatever that is. Um, but I'm also of the opinion of have the wedding you want, but, like, don't spend over $20,000 on it because that's so much money. Mm. Um, and, there, you know, there's ways to do it, and there, there really are ways to do it, and everybody has a different idea of what a wedding should cost. Mm. I work with a lot of couples who are like, I want to spend $10,000. You know, the, the bride and the groom want to spend $10,000, but their parents are adamant about spending about thirty thousand oh, dollars, which what? is mind blowing. Oh my gosh! Mm. So, so I feel like I feel like the default response to that is okay, thanks, Daddy. But like yeah, my it, immediate thought is like, okay, that makes like five years sooner that I'm gonna have to pay to put Dad in the retirement home. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah <sighs> and, I mean, it's it all kind of comes down to priorities, um, you know. And we are finding that a lot more couples today are wanting to spend less on their on their wedding than mm-hmm. you know go with the full-blown extravagant ice luge swan pictures <laughs> and 50-tiered cake and they would rather save money for a honeymoon or a house or you know yeah to- <laughs> <laughs> i mean i had my wedding and it was like over like i yeah. i showed up everyone made sure i got tanked and then i woke up the next day you mm-hmm. know and things happened <laughs> does it make me like an asshole if I'm not exactly excited about the prospect of like wearing the most formal clothes possible and like going through a very regimented like super traditional ceremony and then paying 30 grand for it. Dude, like, no, totally not. It sounds we awful. Don't have to do that. <laughs> yeah, and Laura and I did it because I also like this is the, like this t-shirt is the fanciest I get during the week. Uh, and like I'm not one to like, oh yeah, I'm totally going to wear like a I don't know, eight piece tux. I don't know how many pieces they are. Cuz I've never worn one, but it's actually 100 it's like Legos. <laughs> it's like a jigsaw puzzle with Velcro. So um, I, I've been married before. Um, that was an adventure. <laughs> and uh, my ex-husband is from Australia, and we were living in Wyoming. And most of my family is in Massachusetts. So okay. we kind of decided that the best way to do it was to get married in Hawaii. Um, plus, if you get married in Jackson Hole, it's going to be a million dollars. It's kind of like New York. It's one mm. of those super expensive places to get married. And, you know, there's yeah. no two ways about it. Um, so you live in Jackson Hole. Yeah, I'm, that's my where I'm from. Um, oh, so you yeah. you can like walk out the door and go skiing, basically. Yeah, essentially. So like cool. I learned to ski before I learned to walk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so we decided that we wanted to get a vacation and a wedding out of this whole thing, um, and still not pay a ton of money. And for eighteen thousand dollars, we got 
an entire week in Hawaii at a super great resort. We flew in photographers. Um, you know, we were able to party with our friends and family, uh, and we just had an absolutely fantastic time. And I mean, eighteen thousand dollars is still a ton of money. It's a yeah. freaking ton of money, but it was worth it to have you know the elements that we wanted. I spent a hundred dollars on my dress. I didn't give a shit, you know. Um, yeah, and that's the way to do it. He spent like $100 on his attire, which was a button-down shirt and some pinstripe shorts and suspenders. You know, it was kind of like a 1950s rockabilly kind of vibe. Yeah. And we spent a ton of money on the bar, um, spent something like $3,500 on the bar, drank about $6,000 worth of booze. <laughs> now, that's um, what I've heard. Like, if you're going to – you cannot skimp on the bar. No. <laughs> uh, like, it has to be open bar. And somebody, somebody told me once, it's like, you don't have to cater – you can make it a potluck wedding as long as you have an open bar. People will love you. That's the thing. You, who wants to show up to a wedding and not drink? Like that sucks. Right. <laughs> like you have to feed them something, obviously, because you're kind of a douchebag if you don't. Mm-hmm. But definitely let them drink. You know. I mean, there's there's also this stigma about like you have to please your guests and blah blah blah. But uh, you're the one plopping down all the cash. Yeah. So you know, also do what's best for you and. Honestly, parties are a little bit better if there's some whiskey and some beers involved. So yeah. damn right. Do that. Okay, so like am I crazy if if my idea of a perfect wedding would be to hire nobody involved in the wedding industry and just be like, okay, Bob, Uncle Bob is in charge of making hamburgers and brats. I will buy a fuck ton of, of whiskey and beer and wine and everything. We're gonna have it at a park and bring in like photographer friends. Like, can you just do it with people you know? Absolutely. And just make it like as long as you get an ordained minister? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I mean, even as far as an ordained minister, to have one of your friends get ordained online. That's and, right. I forgot uh, about it. You can do it for like We had a family bucks. friend who did that. He didn't want any money. We just gave him a hundred bucks because he was like a really cool dude. And he like made our thing based on Star Wars, like quotes and shit. And uh, like, but that's like, yeah, super cheap. And uh, yeah. I mean, you can you can absolutely do it that way, and that's super fun. And if that matches your personality style, then absolutely do it that way. Because mm-hmm. if you're the kind of laid back person who would do that, and then you go have like a ballroom wedding, you know, that's going to be like sixty thousand dollars, and you're wearing a tux and she's wearing a ball gown and a fucking tiara, then obviously it's not really in line with your relationship. And mm-hmm. that's what yeah. a wedding really should be about: is something that's reflective of yes. who you guys are. Just slightly upped a little bit you know and that's it right you know it should be a party celebrating you and thrown mm-hmm. by you so, so look Kristen, yeah. where yes. where does like the biggest cost come from like where like if you were just to like focus on one area what's the biggest bang for your buck in like cost reduction so um definitely the venue is going to be one of your biggest um biggest costs and one of the best ways to try to minimize those those costs are, um, there, there are two types of venues as far as the reception space goes. Um, and it can be ceremony space as well. Mm-hmm. There is the all-inclusive venue where they already have their caterers, they have their bartenders, they have the wait staff, they have the linens and tables that you can rent. And then there's going to be a bare venue space, like a warehouse or a barn or mm-hmm. you know a park even. Sounds like um, the latter is like way cheaper already. It can be, but then you have to think about everything you have to bring in, like tables, chairs, linens, um, hiring bartenders, bringing in your own alcohol, finding a caterer, stuff like that. Um, so when you, you kind of have to pick and choose what's going to be more important to you. I did a wedding last year um, that was at a largely inclusive space. They didn't include um, catering and bar 
but they did have tables and chairs and linens for rent. And that ended up being pretty cheap. But then I did another wedding about a month later that was in a bare warehouse space. It's rarely used for venues. So they got a killer deal. Brought in a couple taco trucks and did super yes. easy, like That sounds craft, awesome. Craft I'm saying, taco trucks, waffle yeah. trucks, done. Like that's yeah, it. <laughs> it was great. I mean, it was it was a taco truck and a slider truck. And mm. it was absolutely oh, amazing. amazing. And I bet the guests would prefer that. Over yeah. like some yeah. chicken milanese something that was cooked eight hours ago and made it to your plate. It's like congealed. Yeah. I mean, uh, definitely food trucks have been on the rise. You know, I mean, obviously nationwide they've been on the rise um, because they're fucking awesome. But yeah. also like as a use of catering, you know, for venue, for weddings, um, people, more and more uh, couples, especially budget couples I'm finding are using food trucks as their caterers. And it's rad. Like I've never heard of somebody be like, Oh man, they used a food truck and it sucked. <laughs> because you just don't do that. <laughs> I don't think I've been to a food truck that sucks yet. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think maybe a couple mediocre ones on like Ragbri or something, but for the most part, like they're pretty excellent. Yeah, I agree totally. But, um, but here's the thing: is like, won't Grandma Georgina be mad? You know that? Yeah, we that's didn't... the big thing. Is like, but what do you do when your family's like, but you need to have a traditional right. thing? Yeah. Wait, what? Is Grandma Georgina paying for it? No, she's not. That's true. But yeah. won't she like judge me and hate me for the rest of her, her our life? Sounds like Grandma Georgina might need to get the stick out of her ass a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, there's definitely some way, some times where you're going to have to not necessarily make concessions, but take into account certain guests, you know, and older family members tend to be, you know, guests of honor and so, uh, stuff like that. And there are ways that you can make it a little bit more comfortable for them without, you know, having to bend over backward and make yeah. total concessions. How do you handle that? Because I feel like a lot of times the people getting married don't want the stress, don't want the dramatics, but they feel like compelled by family to do this ridiculous thing that they can't Mm -hmm. afford and don't want. Sure. Um, So, I mean, a lot of the ways is just to um, take over the finances yourself, you know, make sure that as long as you're the one in control of the finances, you're the only one that really gets to have a say in it. So it's like, Um, dad, give me the 30K. Trust me, it'll be good. And then you just spend five. Right. Like crowdfund your wedding. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Grandma Georgina. Chip in 5K if you want it in the church. Mm. Right. Um, And I mean, there's also just the matter of like talking to your family members and being like, you realize this is like me, right? You know, this is, this is pretty authentic to who I am. Um, I found that while family will throw a fit kind of at the beginning, as long as you kind of keep them a little bit at arm's length during planning, like don't tell them too many details and Mm. just let them kind of be present in the day there's only so much they can say and do when it's all said and done. You know, as long as they get fed, as long as they're comfortable, you know, Grandma Georgina obviously needs a place to sit. Um, As long as, you know, she's kind of taken care of, then she's going to be fine at the end of the day. And I also find that it's parents that tend to be a little bit pickier than the grandparents. The grandparents are like, holy cow, this is rad. Like, yeah. Like they're getting married. That's all we really care about. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, they, they tend to be a little bit more supportive of, um, you know, some of the more lax ideas than parents do who have, like, these grand visions of everything being perfect and this, that, and the other thing, which can be mm-hmm. kind of convoluted. <laughs> yeah. So someone once told me that it's, like, there's a tradition of the 
the bride's family paying for a wedding is that a thing you you want just want that thomas you're making that up <laughs> no i've been told that legit because i was talking to i can't remember who i was talking to but i was under the impression that i had to foot the bill for everything and then i would be compensated by all the gifts that people bring and I, then someone was like no traditionally the bride's family pays for the wedding i heard there's a tradition that on the weekends men never pay for dinner <laughs> nice. I can buy that one. <laughs> You're spreading lies. Um, so, I mean, that has traditionally been a thing. What that goes back to is like the old school dowries. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, there's like there's there's so much. Sorry, hyper feminist, but like so much sexist bullshit that goes into weddings, um, and that's one of them. Um, so traditionally. In more modern tradition, um, the groom's family pays for the rehearsal dinner and the bride's family pays for the wedding. However, in the last about five years, we've really seen a bigger shift to the couples just paying for the weddings themselves Mm -hmm. so that they can have the celebration they want without, you know, as many people lording crap over their heads as, you know, as tends to happen when they're saying, hey, here's $30,000, but spend it exactly the way we want you to spend it. On that point, like friends of ours, uh, their families paid for it, but it was not exactly what they wanted. And it kind of was a little challenging dealing with that because they weren't paying. So it was a free Mm -hmm. wedding for them, but it was their parents' wedding, you know? So I guess like a tip to keep in mind is like if one of the family's parents uh, says like offers to pay, you need to be very clear up front. It's like, do you expect to have a lot of control over what we're going to do? Or are you just basically handing this money over and trusting us to make something that will work for us and, and you? Absolutely. And I mean, that's, that's something that um, is just a general good rule to keep in mind throughout the wedding planning process is clear expectations are mm. what's going to get you through it with your sanity intact, you know, and that's, um, you know, that involves clear communication with your partner, clear communication with your bridal party about what you expect from them, you know, as far as showing up to events or helping out with setup or this, that, and the other thing. And then clear communication with your family and expectations about what they are expecting from your wedding day, um, you know, as far as guest list, as far as food, as far as, I don't know, the dress or tux you wear, um, Mm -hmm. and what you're comfortable with and not comfortable with. And if you're not comfortable with the expectations they're putting on you, but they're footing the bill, you need to rethink whether or not you want them to foot the bill or whether you're going to be willing to bend over backward to accommodate them. Yeah. And on on that note with bending over backwards, I mean, one of the things that does worries me, uh, worry me is like, I know that basically no matter what I do, it's going to cost a significant amount of money. And there's like this, I don't know if it's irrational, maybe rational fear that there's going to be all this money, all these people, all this stress, and like it's going to build up to basically like make the actual day not fun. Sure. So like what are your tips for making sure that you actually enjoy the day of your wedding because you are spending yes. all that money on it? Um, you you have to kind of let things go about a week prior, um, at least a week prior to the wedding. Like any and all decisions need to be made and done and there's no going back. Like there has to be a deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, and then during, during the entire planning process is, itself, it's important to set aside time just so that you guys can be each other as a couple. Um, you know, have a date night that no wedding talk is allowed or take a trip where you don't talk about the wedding at all whatsoever. And then conversely, set aside time that's specifically only wedding stuff so that you get shit done, but yeah. you're not talk, talking about it incessantly. Uh-huh. Um, and then, you know, just make sure that make sure that you really are comfortable with your decisions. You know, if you feel like you're paying too much for something, reconsider that before you super sign on the dotted line. Um, mm. 
And then as far as the day of the wedding goes, because that really is, it, it's such a blur and it goes by so quickly. Um, I, ha I do have a few actual actionable tips that I tell all of my couples that I work with. Um, number one thing is give your cell phone away the night before the wedding. You know, give it to the best man or maid of honor or a friend or your day of coordinator or something. Mm -hmm. You should have a day of coordinator at the very least. I was just going to say that was probably the best money we spent because she just did like all this stuff and we didn't like just the fact of not having to think about it. Right. Um, and that's what I do. Like that, I, I'm totally like the logistical brain of um, my business. My business partner is all the creative. She does flowers and everything like that. And I'm just like to do lists and telling you where to be, when to be there. You don't realize like telling the kitchen when to do this or the DJ when to do that. And like, t that's like, there's like all these like timed things. So it's insane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, really, that's going to be, that's one of the top investments. And that doesn't even have to be an investment. That could be, like, your super bossy friend, mm, you know, who's okay. good at getting stuff done. Um, that's also what I call a bride's guard um, or a groom's guard. It's somebody to kind of create a buffer zone so that, you know, there aren't family members coming in and, like, trying to yak your ear off while you're getting ready and trying to be in the moment. Um, so definitely have, like, a bride's guard on the day of so that you have, you know, you're zen to you. Um, and then don't have your cell phone. Let somebody else handle all the incoming calls. You don't need to worry about that. Somebody else can, you know, deal with your lost cousin stew or the caterer who has a question. Just give them all the information that they need. Um, and then after the ceremony and before the reception, make sure you and your partner go and take five minutes to yourself. Mm. Grab your photographer. Have them photograph from a distance. But have five minutes, just the two of you, to be like, holy shit, we just got married. Because you won't get a yeah. chance to do that for the rest of the day. You or tell your coordinator to do that. And yeah. then, then she does it. So it's not your fault that you're leaving Grandma Nettie or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Grandma and, Nettie. Um, another, another thing is to um, have your coordinator or a friend or somebody make sure that you have a plate of food prepared for you. Because uh -huh. so many couples spend all this money on catering and on you know restaurants and whatever. And then don't even get a chance to eat the food mm. because they have to go say hi to everybody. So mm -hmm. one of the things I do with my couples is as soon as they get to the reception space, they sit down, I shove food right in front of their face and don't <laughs> let them get up until, you know, they've eaten some of it. And then they can go do whatever they want to do. But, you know, definitely eating because blood sugar gets low, you're drinking some booze, you know, there's champagne mm -hmm. everywhere. It can get messy and it cannot turn out well. Um, and then, you know, also just limit your drinks at the rehearsal dinner at the night before. Like limit yourself to two or three and be done so that yeah. you actually attempt to get a good night's sleep beforehand <laughs> <laughs> so uh i have heard that you know number one the bar is very important if you're doing a wedding that lets alcohol be there um and obviously a day of coordinator is a very good investment what are some of the other very valuable very justifiable expenses uh that go into a wedding and then what are some of the ones that people overspend on that are not nearly as important as they think you know, I'm thinking like question. big ass bouquets of flowers that cost $10,000 <laughs> each or something. Sure, sure. That's a great question. Um, so my top three recommendations for investment are definitely um, day of coordinator if you need to invest in that. Um, mm -hmm. It's just something to have, period. Um, photographer. You, I mm. absolutely say spend money on a photographer um, because the one thing that you're going to walk away from your wedding with like actually being able to hold are your photos. You know, mm -hmm. like... The entire day goes by so fast and you get these photos back a month or two later and you're like, holy cow, like, 
wow, they did a great job documenting that. Like, you really want to spend some money on that because those last a lifetime. That's memories. You know, but that's find scary. a photographer, not a wedding photographer. When you, well, I think when you add the wedding, well, it's like... <laughs> yeah, I mean, just... I've your- heard that actually it's... So I did an episode on my podcast with a guy who's like a network architect now, but in a previous life, he was a wedding photographer. And there actually is quite a difference. Mm-hmm. Like, if you just hire a studio photographer, they're not trained to kind of anticipate when like the very like photogenic moments are going to happen. Like he was, he was telling me like his thought process during the thing. He's like, okay, there's like a thing that's going to happen right over there in 10 seconds. I need to set up and be ready for it. So if you hire like the Sears studio photographer, who's like good at shaking the teddy bear in front of your two year old son, like he might not do a good job. Right. So, yeah, I mean, you definitely want to talk to them and make sure, you know, have you like photographed people that have been moving, like Mm -hmm. moving parts? Um, because that's what a wedding is. It's a whole bunch of moving parts. Um, you want to talk to them, but you know, photojournalist, photojournalistic style photographers are great. Um, mm-hmm. I know a couple of people who shoot primarily bands and music, but they also do weddings occasionally. They oh, tend yeah. to do pretty well. Um, but you want to make sure that they have some sort of portfolio of something that right. you can actually <laughs> sit down and see. Um, but definitely, like I, 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 photography is the big one. I I recommend uh, investing in the bar and the food. Um, but I like food and I like booze, so. You know, that's my priority. Um, yeah. And honeymoon is another one for me. But, you know, that's not really the wedding wedding. Um, I think where people can save our venues, uh, mm-hmm. you can really think outside the box. One of the big trends lately has been to do receptions at um, a favorite restaurant or at a favorite bar. And okay. uh, just use everything in-house. You know, that way you save on wait staff, you save on linens, you save on corkage fees, you save on bringing in catering. You know, I mean... Yeah. Literally just everything, like rent the private event room or rent out mm. the restaurant, depending on how much it is. Do it on an off night. Get married on a Thursday night. And, you know, it's going to be way cheaper than it is on a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Um, decor is definitely a, a, an area where people can save a ton of money. Just using um, lush greenery, um, like eucalyptus or uh, Israeli rescus or something along those lines, rather than a whole ton of peonies, which are going to run you like four bucks a stem. That's going to save you probably, you know, hundreds of dollars. We use the bouquets from the ceremony as um, decor oh. during the reception. Just put them on the tables and there you go. You've got centerpieces. Um, <clears throat> I, <laughs> I might get some flack for this one, but use your iPod or your laptop to DJ the ceremony. Yeah. Yes. I've heard some horror stories about wedding DJs. Dude, so. wedding DJ, like, I'm sorry, DJs out there, please don't like lambast me or anything, but some of y'all can be douchebags. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I have another uh, budget uh, blogger friend who actually shared that tip on her blog and got totally torn to shreds by DJs. And we're like, you're just making our case right here. Like- That's the thing. Like, what can a de- uh, Actually, you know, if you're a wedding DJ, in the comments, let me know. Like, please school me if I'm wrong here. But, like, what can a DJ offer that, like, a well-tailored playlist that you create yourself can't, especially if you have an Apple Watch on and you can pause and play things whenever you want? Like- there you go. Yeah. Um, wh- and then as far as uh, food and booze, like, if you have an open venue, um buy everything yourself. Go to Costco or Sam's Club and buy in bulk 
Mm-hmm. Go to your local liquor store and see what their return policy on unopened bottles is. And that way, anything that you don't open, you can return it or, you know, save it for yourself. Or just put in your cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, rather than go with a traditional catering company, talk to your favorite restaurant. Talk to a taco truck, you know. Talk mm-hmm. to somebody a little bit not traditional. Just go with your favorite taste as far as food goes and yeah. see what it's going to cost you instead of, you know, going with the veal or the, you know, the chicken milanese or whatever. Um, really, really think about what you like personally. Um, as far as attire goes, nobody says that you have to wear a tux. Nobody says that you have to wear a dress that comes from a bridal salon. You know, if, right. if uh, you find a favorite dress at Nordstrom off the rack, buy that. Get a seamstress to, you know, do all the nips and tucks correctly. Um, I think investing in a suit for a guy is a really good idea um, because it is an investment. You're going to wear a suit again mm. um, at least a couple times, you know, funerals, court, and weddings. Or <laughs> so you feel like a suit Standard. makes more sense than a tux. Yeah. Because yeah, there are more occasions when you're going to wear a suit in your life. Like the tux is just like, I mean, how many times have you worn a tux since your wedding, Andrew? I did not have a tux. We I just bought a really nice suit from, I think it's like Macy's. And I I just had the jacket on for the ceremony. Like the second that was done, jacket came off, cuffs (laughs) were rolled up, and like drinks and stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'll probably get flack for it, but I just feel like there's just all these traditions that have been around for hundreds of years, and like you don't have to do them, especially if you don't enjoy it, and it's going to cost you more than whatever you would enjoy. You know? So it's really funny about traditions that have been around for hundreds of years. Most um, most of the things that we consider traditions have actually really only been around for the last century or so. Is it like um, marketing stuff? It to- it's totally the engagement ring was thought up by De Beers. Mm. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> um, oh, you you have to step on this glass thing when you're married, and it costs yeah. four hundred dollars. But you, it's, everyone's been doing it since like literally the birth of Jesus. Yo, my new engagement <laughs> was $340 and it's awesome. So um, <laughs> there's that. Um, and then the white dress came from Queen Victoria. She was the one mm. who like, modernized the white dress. Before that, anybody just wore their nicest dress that they had, period. Um, yeah. It's just, it's, it's all marketing um, and it's a little obscene. And I'm really glad to see that weddings are kind of stepping away from the opulent and the over the top and stepping into the more... They're calling them DIY weddings, but they're not really DIY weddings because people are still having them do everything for them for, yeah. for them. Um, but they're stepping into a more personal realm, you know, where you're going to see more dresses that are a little bit more versatile and not, you know, filled with Swarovski crystals and huge tool skirts. Um, yeah. And guys are wearing what they want to wear, and they're having food trucks, and everything is just a little bit more flexible and a little bit more personal, and it's more reflective of the couple. Um, yeah that's something that's really fun to see as somebody who's been in the industry for a while. And I just, I love that concept so much because I mean, I don't want to like poop all over anybody's traditions or if I have a religious ceremony or something, but like this is a union between you and one other person Mm -hmm. and it should be reflective of what you value, not what Queen Victoria valued Mm. or (laughs) what, you know, your grandparents valued. Uh, You maybe let that have a little bit of bearing on it, but it is your union it doesn't have to be a bouquet of flowers. If you don't care about flowers, I don't care about flowers. Yeah. I'd rather see flowers outside in the ground, not cut and put in a vase, you know? So. Same. My first wedding, I didn't have flowers. Um, nobody carried flowers. Everybody wore, you know, just something mismatched that was like turquoise because uh, mm-hmm. it's my favorite color. And, um, you know, we, we didn't do 
we had a couple like Doctor Who references in our ceremony, which was super rad. Um, <laughs> we ended up doing impromptu karaoke during the reception um, because we had our our laptop had our entire playlist and. Half of it we couldn't help but sing along to, so <laughs> everybody just did karaoke and it was awesome. Um, that and that, fun. That, that's what makes it memorable, you know. Yeah. It's not it's not the the cake cutting or the garter toss. God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not it's not antiquated antiquated traditions like that that really just kind of make people uncomfortable. Mm. Uh, it's it's really about. First of all, the garter thing is super uncomfortable. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> I mean, I totally get that some people want to do it because it's tradition. Um, and I, who am I to bring on anybody's parade? But the garter toss and the bouquet toss, I feel like, are two traditions that just need to go away. Um, mm -hmm. Because, A, you're, like, uh, uh, bridal bouquets cost about $300. And so you're literally just taking this chunk of flowers and throwing them, you know, I mean, you're throwing money out the window. I'm just going to throw chunks of money during my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, the garter thing is just, I mean, ew, ew. <laughs> <laughs> just, ugh. yeah, I'm glad that that one's definitely. My wedding has uh, the whitey tidy toss. <laughs> Who wants to be the big winner today? <laughs> I mean, I've seen ones where instead of doing a garter toss, they'll do like a football toss or something, you know, okay. like they're or something. So, they still kind of incorporate this tradition, but it's not really like that. Yeah. One of my favorites is the uh, the pinata filled with condoms and little things. Because <laughs> um, Grandma I Gertrude's not going to like that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's just about making your wedding how you want it to be. And I mean, if you want to be mindful of the money, be mindful of the money. There's so many mm -hmm. different ways to do that. So, a couple of questions I have in mind. Number one. Uh, so an ex-girlfriend of mine, her sister found a $75 dress off Craigslist. Mm -hmm. Do you have any tips for sourcing super duper cheap dresses? Yeah, uh, definitely check retail stores. Um, you know, that's, uh, there are a couple of retail stores online and, you know, brick and mortar that have just dropped some wedding lines that are under $500 each. Um, oh, wow. Mod is one of them. They have absolutely stunning stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, Nordstrom and Macy's have great dresses that could totally double as a wedding dress. Um, oh yeah. And check the Nordstrom rack too. Cause mm -hmm. they're cheaper than regular Nordstrom. Yeah. Um, I would say ASOS, but I just had a really bad experience ordering from them. So okay. proceed at your own, uh, risk with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, just any dress that you think you're going to look super awesome in can be your wedding dress. It doesn't have to be white. It doesn't have to be structured and blingy. It can be covered in sequins if you want it to be. Etsy is another great place where you can get a one-of-a-kind handmade gown for oh. really, really, really cheap. Okay. Um, Etsy is kind of like my treasure trove of everything wedding-related mm -hmm. because it's all independent artists, which is so rad. You know, definitely support the independent artists. But then you're also getting something that really is uniquely you and made for you. Um, yeah. And who doesn't want that? Um <laughs> And then, you know, as far as guys' attire goes, um, same thing, just shop retail. Banana Republic has amazing suits um, that are, you know, a decent price point. Same thing with J. Crew. Um, uh, there's a couple new ones like East Dane and Frank and, Frank and Oak that are awesome. And then there are some rental companies like uh, the Black Tux and Menguin that will actually send you a tuxedo and you wear it. And then you send it back, and it's like ninety bucks. What? That's yeah. awesome. That's like yeah. I mean, prom. that's what I did for prom. Yeah, I just <laughs> yeah. rented a tux. 
Yeah, and like this way, you don't even have to go into like men's warehouse or anything. They'll just send yeah. it to the front door. <laughs> Um, that's awesome you do that with like the entire bridal party so you know if you have like a slacker best man or you know maid of honor you can rent uh, a, a bridesmaids dresses too you can rent freaking wedding dresses from rent runway which is awesome oh, sweet. Uh, like there's there's so much that you can do where you don't have to spend a ton of money on anything literally yeah. <laughs> one thing i'll say for the guys if, if you're going to buy yourself a suit like you can go a little cheaper on the suit as long as you go find yourself a tailor to size it to you and to make some alterations because the way it fits you is going to contribute to how good it looks much more than like if it's Armani, you know, cashmere, whatever. And if you go to like Macy's material. or something <laughs> and you get like a, a suit that's like nice, not super expensive, they add like $3 to tailor it. Yeah. It's like super cheap to get it that done. Too. Yeah. So get yeah, your suit tailored. Don't think you need to buy a crazy, awesome material. Same thing goes with dresses. I mean, um, I highly recommend finding like a local independent seamstress. Um, and working with her, I got my dress, my hundred dollar wedding dress taken in for like 30 bucks and she like, she shortened it. She added like a petticoat and some spaghetti straps and she did a whole, whole bunch to it for 30 bucks, you know, and that would, that's something that would cost like $200 if I went to a bridal salon. Oh yeah. yeah. They kill um, you. Yeah. I mean like actually murder you. Mm. (laughs) So speaking of, uh, actual murder, um, I have heard that with like venues, with caterers, with all these kind of people, even photographers, potentially DJs, the moment you mention the word wedding, they basically like jack the price up ridiculously. So I've heard of some like wedding hackers who will be like, yeah, we're having an event and we would like to book your hall. Like, is that just like super douchey to do? It's kind of douchey. It's pretty douchey. I mean, it seems a little douchey. Okay, so please justify to me why these businesses can look you straight in the eye and be like, because it's a wedding instead of a family reunion, I'm going to charge you four times as much. Like, so, why can they, why is that fair? Um, I, I mean, it's not fair. Like they're, they're douchebags for doing it too. But the best way to approach something like that is be like, this is the budget that I have to work with. This mm-hmm. is how much we would like to spend with you. Can you work with that or not? Um, okay. And if they laugh in your face, then obviously it's not going to work out and you right. should probably go find somebody else. Um, again, you know, there, there are people who are going to do that. Just kind of like, um, just, just, just like there are in any industry. It's like, oh, you mentioned, um, you know, I'm a, I'm an ad exec and, you know, it's like, oh yeah, so we charge this blah, 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 you know, insane amounts of money for whatever. Um, and Mm. it's not justifiable. I think that people are douchebags for doing that. But again, there are ways around it. You can totally book during off, off peak times. Um, Mm. so, you know, Sunday, uh, Sundays, uh, Sunday weddings or Friday weddings or weekday weddings are going to be cheaper than the Saturday wedding period. Okay. Um, if you, depending on where you live, I live in Texas, so um, uh, uh, spring and fall are our peak wedding seasons because it's when the weather is actually you know semi decent. Um, whereas summer is not peak wedding season because it's hot as balls here. But weddings are cheaper during the summer um, because of well, that. You lived in Jackson Hole. No, I, I live in Texas now. I grew up in Jackson. Oh, you grew up there. Okay, yeah. I gotcha. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I really like flip flops. It's a thing. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah. Um, you know, and like in Jackson, you wouldn't want to get married during the spring or fall because that's mud season Mm -hmm. and literally everything is covered in mud. Um, Mud wedding. Yeah. Yay. (laughs) Um, so like summers there are super expensive, but if you get married in October in Jackson, when it could potentially snow, um, you're going to save a couple of grand. 
Um, okay. So, I mean, it's just, it's all about being strategic. Yeah. Um, even if people are going to jack up the prices, you still have some room around that. But it's also about, like I said earlier, setting clear expectations and being upfront about what you can and can't do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and that makes sense. I would add one thing uh, about anytime you're going to approach somebody, you know, whether it be a venue, DJ, whatever, like do a sanity check on the price before you ask them, like, mm-hmm. what should this cost me? Because I think if you don't, it can be really easy for them to, to sell you on like, oh, yeah, this bouquet of flowers costs $600. But trust me, bro, it's like 15 flowers that breaks down <laughs> to pretty cheap per flower cost. Let me tell you, or- you're not going to get this deal at discount flower warehouse next door but dude or you could also super offend someone who's actually very reasonably priced like they're like a hundred dollars for all this insane shit and you're like i only pay 20 well yeah like like, it has to be a sanity check not like a delusion reality check maybe do do your research be like what's the average cost for a venue um of this quality in my area yeah i mean google foo man like use that shit um (laughs) It's research is going to be your best friend with anything for weddings. Um, you know, if you just go with the first thing that you see, you're going to end up spending more money on everything and probably aren't going to be that comfortable with it. Definitely research, um, you know, everything that's included, read the fine print on Mm -hmm. everything. Um, especially when it comes to venues and DJs and photographers, you know, make sure you know what's included because you might be getting a baller ass deal on a photographer only to find out that they're Mm. only going to be there for four hours. So, Kristen, oh, okay. Kristen, I can't craft. Like that's just I can't do it. Dude, me neither. <laughs> so like, if, if I try to craft, people might get injured. So, so like, no, it's a thing. <laughs> is there anything I can DIY that like doesn't require any craft skill? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so I mean, even if you don't have craft skill, you probably have more capabilities than you think you do. Um, YouTube is your total best friend as far as that goes. Like. You can learn how to put together a bouquet yourself. Um, like go to the farmer's market, get some flowers, or you know, talk to a local farm and see if you can go pick some flowers you know, from them. Um, and then really putting together flowers is like placing them, wrapping a ribbon around them, and sticking some pins in it. It's way, it seems way more complicated than it is. And the prices for that are exorbitant, but florists do a good job. Um, you know, just learn how to do some shit yourself. Spray paint goes a long way. Glitter spray paint goes a really long way. Um, <laughs> and if you can't craft, find somebody who does and buy them with some whiskey. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a, my business partner is amazing at crafting. Like she's she's fantastic at it. I touch something and it falls apart. So um, we kind of just have this deal where if I need something to be DIY'd or done or whatever, I look at her and I'm like, Here's the project. Here's a bottle of champagne. I'm going to sit here and watch, and good luck. <laughs> um, and, and again, you know, use your friends. Etsy is another great place for that. Um, there's also a site called Craftsy, which is kind of like YouTube. It's got mm. videos and classes and how to and stuff, and it's literally okay. like crafting for dummies, and it's awesome. Sweet. I've even pulled some stuff out of there. So <laughs> that's awesome. Cool. Well, um, this has been a really cool interview, and uh, I don't know. People are probably going to go in the comments and say that I'm some sort of weird fanatic and I should never <laughs> get married, and they can do that. That's fine. That's <laughs> cool. Uh, but seriously, Kristen, thank you so much for coming to the show. I think this has been yeah. really helpful, and hopefully, someone can save a bundle on their wedding and have like a kick-ass honeymoon. Like that's that's what I want, right? They should you know, start by picking up our book, The Broke Ass Bride's Wedding Guide, and then also reading our blog, the bro- www.thebrokeassbride.com. 
Um, Sweet. And, and so you guys go into detail on like basically all the things that we just like. Yeah. I mean, we, so we've been going since 2008. We have like literally everything that you could possibly need on saving money on your wedding. Um, and then also saving sanity. So uh, <laughs> check us out. We're also all over social media at Broke Ass Bride. Um, and we're super fun. We swear. It's a thing. <laughs> Sweet. Um, yeah. Thanks for having me, you guys. This is great. It was a blast. Yeah, no problem. Oh, I found the book. It's on Amazon. Okay, cool. Yes. Yeah, yes. this seems like it, it is like one of those things that would probably pay for itself instantly. Mm -hmm. If you can save eleven dollars off of one bouquet, thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean it's super fun. It's a it was a really fun project to do, um, and we're pretty proud of it. And you know the blog lives on. So, <laughs> hey. right on. Thanks for cool. having me, guys. It's been yeah, real. for sure, guys. If you have questions, uh, thebrokeassbride.com is where you can go for more tips on weddings. Also, uh, our email is listenmoneymatters at gmail.com or our community of money nerds. You can post in the forums there if you join over at listenmoneymatters.com slash join. And the last thing we got to tell you is all of our favorite resources, apps, books, all that cool stuff is in our toolbox. listenmoneymatters.com slash toolbox where you can find that. So thank you for listening and we will see you in the next episode. Later, Andrew. Later, guys. Tell your friends about this show. <laughs>